Alright folks, hi and welcome back to another Robert Channel podcast episode. Today I'm gonna tell you the story of two hikes. As simple as that. Um, we're on Tenerife, a beautiful island in the Canary Islands. The most beautiful so far in my opinion, because it has as opposed to Fuerteventura and Gran Canaria, it actually has trees. There is forests growing here. It also has a, a like proper mountain range. Fuerteventura also has some mountains, some volcanic mountains, but uh, Tenerife has like proper 4,000 or nearly 4,000 meter altitude. I think it's 3,800 meters high, highest mountain in Spain. So that is a proper mountain range. Still volcanic in its origin, I think but um, pretty substantial already and because it's so high and the island is fairly big it traps enough moisture from condensation and, and from the trade winds from the clouds and the moisture condensates that it actually has water it has like how do you call it not rivers rivers are too big but streams streamlets or tiny riverlies so it has a little bit of water and it has actually also forests it has this um, these cloud forests, so forests that don't rely on water from rainfall or from from the soil, but then that capture water out of the air. So the water that comes from the coast with the um, passat, passat in English. Oh, I'm not sure if that's the English word. Passat, passat. So the uh, trade winds. Yes, that's the word. Trade winds. From the trade winds, they are fairly fairly strong, fairly constant, and they're fairly warm. So they carry a lot of energy and also a lot of moisture. And when those trade winds hit the islands, especially the higher ones, uh, they get lifted up, they cool down, they expand, and the uh, moisture starts to condensate. And that fog, those clouds, they then get captured by the forests. So the leaf area of the forests, and there's also lots of lichens growing in the trees, like hanging down from the trees, and lots of mosses and ferns. All those capture the moisture out of the air when there's a, a cold cloud coming through. It condensates on that huge surface area and from there it drips down. It's either directly consumed or it drips down into the soil and then is soaked up by the trees again. So you have this really cool water circle, like a rainforest a bit. A rainforest also creates its own um, water system, its own water circle. But the cloud forests then rely a bit more on, on like clouds, external clouds not only on self-produced clouds. If they're big enough, if a cloud forest is large enough in diameter, you can actually get your own cloud system from the forest. So I think especially in, in Central Africa, Central Africa, we get you get those types of rainforests, probably also in the Amazon to some extent that the forest itself, because it's moist, it's it's wet, all this leaf mass and this, this biomass secretes moisture, right? And when it's warm, that that moisture gets into the air, it evaporates, it, it um, raises up in altitude and if it then gets picked up with the wind and pushed against the mountain range, it increases in altitude, expands, cools down, the water condensates and to some extent if the clouds, the amount of clouds is big enough, it rains down again or it gets captured by the cloud forest, by the trees, by the mosses and by the ferns, so you can get this really cool water cycle system. Alright, enough of the water cycles. These forests um, exist in Tenerife. There is um, one area in the north, in the 
Anaga National Park and one area in the south in the Taino National Park. So two national parks that both harbor these cloud forests. And they're both not just cloud forests, but they're also, um, they're called Lauri Silva. So they're laurel trees and um, they're quite ancient. Those are were the, among the first forests that were around in, in Europe. Like when dinosaurs walked the earth, um, you had these laurel forests or this similar to laurel forest types of forests. And um, in large parts it has been simply climate has changed, it has died out or it has been used up for firewood, for building, whatever. So we now have different types of forests that also are ancient, that are also old, but just that came after the Lauri Silva type of forest. But in some areas in Europe and apparently also here in the Canary Islands, some um, some parts of these forests remain. Of course, now they look different than a couple of million years ago, but it's kind of the direct descent. And we wanted to have a look at those. I'm always fascinated by these special biomes, by cool nature stuff, and especially if, I don't know, dinosaurs come into play, great, even better. So we were anyway in Tenerife, so we made sure that our travel itinerary would include two hikes, one in the Anaga National Forest and one in the Teno National Forest. Each just a day hike, nothing, nothing crazy, just, um, I don't know, I think one, we actually overdid it a bit and it was can't remember six seven hours the other one was a bit shorter so nothing super extreme easy day hikes took us way longer than we thought it should because we stopped a lot for pictures to record some some videos and to just enjoy the nature look at stuff have a break so slow hiking not because of the slow walking pace but because of the many breaks I like it that way it's that's really cool when you have the time to appreciate your surroundings um, let's start with, um, with the Teno, Teno National Park, which actually started right, right in the forest. So we made our way there by bus. It started in this um, small little village of the bus route. We missed our stop, so the village passed. We said, oh, that's our village, and forgot to press the stop. Pressed the button, stopped one stop later outside of the village checked the map and it was perfect located where the, the hike had started so we missed the stop in the village where we should have gotten off and got off at exactly the right stop where the hiking path started so we cut five minutes of walking from the village there awesome why not and it's a really nice hiking path in the beginning it's it's perfectly built out so it's i mean as a swiss this doesn't count as a hiking path it's it's more of a pedestrian walkway it's paved it's very wide but because of that it is accessible to um it's wheelchair accessible and that is really great i don't know if we have swiss hiking paths that are wheelchair accessible at least i haven't come across one I'm, i hope they exist but i'm not sure and here you have it not the whole stretch but for the first maybe hour or so it was perfectly wheelchair accessible i really like that to go that extra mile to do that effort to to pave that road so that it is that that part of nature is also accessible to people with limited mobility that is awesome and it wasn't a hard hike anyway it was fairly flat and straight into that lorry silver forest so straight into the trees beautiful beautiful just walking along there in that cold cold forest so 
it's in the shadows, it's quite high up, and it's still warm. We're still wearing just a t-shirt or, or a small shirt, but compared to the temperatures on the canneries that we're used to now, around 20, 24 degrees, and a lot of sun being a bit higher in the mountains, in the shade, feels cold. And we're walking through there and the forest changes slowly, slowly. More, the trees become a bit smaller, more mosses, then less mosses. And it's this, this whole, we're, we're descending the whole time. So we're just walking towards the beach. There, there would be a round track, but we're not gonna go to, do the full round track. It's too long. So we're changing our altitude constantly. We're always walking downwards, which makes, makes it super easy. And it also means that the air becomes drier and drier because, of course, the clouds, the condensations, that is something that happens at a certain altitude that happens a little bit higher up. So you get these lorry silver forests a bit more up in the mountains. They're not straight at the coast. They're on coastal side mountains, but a bit higher up. And we drove up with the bus. We started at a high altitude. Now we're walking downwards through these beautiful forests. And they become drier and drier and it's this this slow change in the landscape is really nice to see. Now we have we have more um, eucalyptus trees that are replacing some of the Lowry Silver trees. In some parts, this is because of a reforestation effort, because the government of the Canaries wanted to reforest, and for some reason choose eucalyptus trees, which of course are beautiful as well. They grow well. They're super hardy trees. They don't need a lot of water, but um, they poison the soil. Their leaves contain some chemicals that make it nearly impossible for anything else to grow around a eucalyptus tree. If you walk past some eucalyptus trees or shrubs, you see that the undergrowth is empty. There's only other eucalyptus shoots and nothing else, or nearly nothing else. There's very little undergrowth because the soil is poisoned. This is, of course, if you reforest, if your simple goal is to have more trees and you plant eucalyptus, then yeah, you reach that goal. You have afterwards a stretch full of eucalyptus trees. But if your goal is to re reforestate, also to re recreate the ecological system that was there, then I'm, sure, I'm not sure if that's the best idea. I mean, I haven't researched the particulars of this reforestation project. But just from, from the limited knowledge and the limited information that I have, just choosing eucalyptus seems a bit odd. Because it doesn't seem to, to mix well with the, with the original Larry Silva forest. It seems to be either or. Well, never mind. I hope the, they, they for sure had their reasons in, in doing this right, so who am I to judge? But it's beautiful to walk through, of course. Now the air smells a bit more like eucalyptus. It's this red soil, so it's very fitting. It's a bit drier now. Every now and then we can poke out through the forest on, on this mountainside and you get these beautiful views through the whole valley and all the sides of the valleys are very green. They're very forested and the later in the hike, the, the closer we are to shore, we can see how the valley opens towards the sea. So you have this green V that snakes in, like the, the V-shaped valley that snakes into the mountains. And then if you look the other side, you see it goes out into the this deep blue of the Atlantic Oceans because the Canary Islands are in the middle of the Atlantic Oceans and it's this yeah the color of the water is just it's a strange blue it's hard to describe it's a very very deep blue not dark but deep 
then if the day is a little bit hazy as today it, uh, the horizon isn't super clear so you see the blue water and then at the horizon it becomes lighter and lighter in in the mist and in the haziness of the air and just slowly blends into the sky and it's not clear where it ends and where it starts it's beautiful great stuff and we hike on and on and on and hike that path down and the trees become less and less now they're more shrubs a bit kind of a bush bushland situation we have lots of these um I think they're aloe vera plants, these huge aloe vera plants, but then they have like these two, three, four meter high stalks in the middle with the flowers on top. Looks brilliant, looks really prehistoric. And accompanying that are these, let's say, two meter high bushes with really dense, uh, how do you call it? Really, they grow really dense with these beautiful little flowers and they're full of birds. It's now, the whole hike was silent. I didn't realize it at first, but actually the whole Canary Islands are very silent. There's not many birds around. I think they're not called the Canary Islands because of the birds, but because of the dogs, canes, right? I told that in an earlier episode. So you don't realize when the birds are missing until after a while you hear your first birds again. And this is where we heard the first birds again, actually quite many of them. And when you just stop walking and stand there and, and you're quiet and you can hear that the whole valley there is just chirping from left to right. The whole side is chirping everywhere. There's birds, super tiny. I don't know what they were, but it was beautiful. Adding this, this really peaceful atmosphere by just having these bird sounds everywhere is brilliant, really. And now because the... the trees are gone and we're now in this shrubland and the shrub becomes less and less because it gets drier and drier and it's more like a um how do you call that like drier plants ah, i should know the word my english vocab today i'm very sorry so of course the view now opens up more and more now we cannot only poke out between some trees when there's holes but now we have the whole view of the the mountainside and it's much more open towards the sea already because we're closer to the sea fantastic we pass um, some sets of, of um, caves which then Kira explains to me that these are um, these used to be inhabited by the aboriginal people of the Canary Islands they walk like inland from the shore to be protected in these caves from the wind and then much later on of course around those caves some villages developed so the, just the villages of the then by that time i guess already spanish people or maybe moroccan people before that or i think it was berbel people that settled here at one point and um, so from the cave dwellings it developed into villages and then at one point the villages were given up because it wasn't sustainable to live in this fairly remote area and it's it's not agricultural land it's too steep it's too dry by now there's not much you can do up here except live or except them um, yeah hide so they were given up and then they were taken up again by hippies that came to the canary islands to live in caves and apparently they kind of rejuvenated some of these caves and of the villages attached to the cave again with them um, by living there by by making a living there and then but apparently these were given up again so we pass one of the villages and it's just a few houses they're already in a in a state of um, 
decomposition, they're really run down, not livable anymore, no one lives there clearly. But it still looks cool and when you have this background info and you know the story, it it, it adds something when you walk past these, these villages and these caves. I think that's really cool. And yeah, we're at the beach again, or at the shoreline again. Took us much longer than expected, but uh, the gradient, like from walking high up from this dense forest towards less and less trees and then this open shrubland with these great views and then we're ending in this cute little village. It was a fantastic hike. I can only recommend it to everyone. And uh, right there at the end of the hike um, was a churro station. Churros is these fried Spanish pastries. And we had uh, ourselves a portion of churros with chocolate dip, so all the calories we had just burned on the hike were re, um, re-taken up again. Great stuff. And the second hike that I wanted to to tell you guys about is in the Anaga Forest, in the very north of the island. Uh, we started in Punta de Hidalgo. And... Um, we started right there in the village. The area is big, so Punta de Hidalgo turned out not to be the best starting place to be straight in the forest, but still it was a brilliant hike. Um, actually, I should look up the, the names of these hikes and then tell you much better how they were called, if you want to do them, or you just listen in and uh, dream of these this landscapes while I tell you, and then just find out for yourself. And, have a hike that somewhere that's beautiful. It's not it's not important where the hike is, as long as you enjoy it. So we start in Punta de Hidalgo, right in the village. We just walk north until we, we reach the hiking path. And I'm already a bit disappointed because I'm here in Tenerife, especially also in, in the Anaga area, to see more of these forests, more of these Lari Silva, of these cloud forests. And there's no forest to be seen. The area here, again, is, is this red-soiled, and um, very hardy, very dry shrubs. So these these desert plants, some aloe vera, some cacti, and, and a lot of nothing as well. It, it looks cool. It looks very somehow American. You get this feeling like that you're in Arizona, that you're in a western or something. So it it, it gives you that feeling. You expect to see horses and uh, vultures every second corner, but no, we're in the Canary Islands and after I get this first disappointment that they were not in the forest and there's no trees it's actually beautiful it has the, the perfect color grading it looks like the whole landscape is insta filtered the soil the red soil it's it's very intense red here and the, it then contrasts very well with the green of the cacti and of the aloe plants and again with the with this amazing blue of the sea here it's yeah it's this very deep blue and this time we're walking uphill so we're at sea level and we're walking away from the sea, we're walking uphill, just snaking into one of these valleys up and up and up and up and up. And now we're having the opposite effect of the hike before. Now we're, we're adding altitude and we're adding moisture and we're adding trees. It takes a while, so we're, we're walking through a lot of these, these yeah, how do you, it's not a desert, but this, this red shrub land becoming higher and higher up so the, the views become wider and wider there's also some some uh, caves on our left hand side that we pass i'm not sure if these were inhabited at one point they're not super deep but the landscape itself is very impressive and slowly slowly we we start seeing some trees 
there is this huge open valley. It opens into like sort of a pit, and in the middle there's just one pinnacle of stone remaining. And the little sign explains you that this is the remainder of a volcanic caldera, so of a volcanic crater. That um, in the middle the the lava has just solidified and crystallized into a very very hard rock. Well, on the outside it might have been. Um, broken up earth surface before or fallen down rocks or so so the outer side of a volcano apparently is less resistant to um, erosion than the innermost part of the volcano so after year millions of years of erosion the outside of the volcano is gone and only that pinnacle in the middle that is created from this super hard colded lava that remains and that's where we're now we see this open valley like it opens into this round pit and in the middle is this pinnacle this stone formation and on there is the first couple of pine trees growing. Uh, it looks like in a Japanese painting, it's fantastic. And we continue onwards, there is um, a small village that first you walk through a um, plantation of cacti, so you can farm these cacti for the cactus figs and then you walk through some gardens and you're in a village and there's a road, there's cars and it, it feels completely surreal because we've just walked uphill two or three hours through this through this valley and, and suddenly we're in the village again but of course you can reach it from the other side through the village onwards a little bit on the road branch off to the right side and now we're in a, in a much more forested area now it's it's much wetter because we're already a lot higher up so here we are again in this um lauri silva type of forest but it's i think we're at the at the border of it so it, it seems cultured there is there's shrublands in between uh, not shrublands, agricultural lands, how do you call it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but there's some farming going on every now and then, and then you have patches of this forest, and then there's it's farming again. But it's all very green, it's very lush. You can feel that this is good soil, and, and the moisture content is right. You get some rain here, you get some moisture here, so it's actually arable land, which is great because there's not too much of this in the Canary Islands. Ah, now again, some background noise. Apologies for that. Just a power boat powering through. Recording outside, of course, there's some noise sometimes. Yeah, so we're in this very, very green, green landscape. Also, it's cool to see to see some fields again where stuff grows after being for several months now in Lanzarote and Fuerteventura, which are simply deserts. And seeing stuff grow here, it, it's very, it feels good in the eyes and in, in, in your soul. It feels good and also to smell soft earth. It's fantastic. And um, we're going a bit higher up. Now we're just in a, in a set of dense, deep Lauri Silva forest. We have again these lichens and mosses hanging from the trees. We have this undergrowth out of ferns and it looks like there should be dinosaurs walking in this forest as well. And it's great. And suddenly it starts smelling of steak and you go around one corner and you're out and there's a restaurant and the bus stop and the hike is, is over, it's gone. And that's it. We sit in the restaurant, we don't have a steak even though it smells very um, tempting. We just have I think we have fries, some teas, and grab the next bus on the way home. And that's that, two beautiful hikes in Tenerife. I wouldn't have imagined that Tenerife is actually 
good for hacking, but I think that is simply because of my ignorance. I just simply didn't research it. I think if you would research it, you would see that Tenerife actually is great for hacking. It's fairly long, it's fairly mountainous, and it has these really cool gradients from very forested to very dry. And if you just walk them one way or the other, so we first walked them from from like high altitude to the sea to low altitude and then the other way around. Fantastic experience going through all these different biomes, through these different moisture steps. Great stuff. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being able to hike and being able out in the forests again. So that was a, a really cool experience. It really... I don't know. Walking in a forest just calms you down somehow. It's something that... You don't realize you miss it, but then when you do it again, you think like, yeah, this is good stuff. This is this is very good stuff. Should do it again. So every one of you at home, go out, go and take a walk, just in half an hour. It doesn't need to be long. Just take a break right now, whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're working, if you can, take a break. If you're not working, great. If it's raining outside, take a coat. If it's hot outside, take a hat. If it's winter, doesn't matter. The forest is still there. Now it's just white so or gray, depending on where you are do it and uh, enjoy your day have a nice day out I had a brilliant day out I had two brilliant hikes on two different days and now I'm sitting outside and recording this so all is good fantastic and um, I'll hear you again later in another episode where I'm sure I have some other stuff that I can tell you I think there's some cool stuff coming all right Enjoy, guys. Stay safe, stay sane. Cheers. Rub out. <laughs>